Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. Be sure to follow us on either of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula, and I use she, they pronouns. Hi, my name is Claire, and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi. So today we're going to be talking about the most recent episode of the Book of Boba Fett, but also just more generally about what representation looks like in Star Wars and what some of the issues are. With like High Republic and everything, like Star Wars is kind of like I'm kind of vibing with Star Wars right now. And then just all of that at once. And I was like, maybe I hate it. Never mind. Maybe I hate it. And then I'm like, and then sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm literally giving Star Wars like free publicity by creating content Mm. and it's still being shitty and I'm like okay well like my only hope is that I can continue to be like this is a bad thing and like talk about it and call it Mm. out and then maybe it'll get better but also I just I literally had a dream the other day that I was watching the Bad Batch season two and they were all brown it all looked like Tem and I just woke up and I was like, it's just, and I was like, the fact that I had to have a dream about that was so bad. I'm like, really. stuff like that, I'm like, it's not that difficult. That's why I'm like, Tem literally is filming another show for you right now. Just go like, look at him. Yeah, just look at him. <laughs> just like take a picture Google of him. Google is free. No, literally, I'm like, I could Google him right now and match his skin tone and make yeah. clones look <laughs> like him. I do think, though, like, a big, like, thing I have is, like, okay, well, the whitewashing, like, goes beyond, like, just the color of their skin, right? Like, they have, the Bad Batch has, like, Eurocentric features. That's what I think some people don't get, because people are always, like, it's the lighting. I'm, like, first of all, it's not, but also that's not the only issue here. It's just, like, their design in general. Yeah, I'm like, but it's it's also I'm like, that's not that like, I'm not an animator, but I'm like, that's not that difficult of a thing to fix. Right. And I was thinking I was like, okay, well, maybe they're not fixing it because like, they like younger people are watching it and they don't want the like characters to be confused if they like fix their Eurocentric features. And then I'm like looking at who's that that one person who makes like the phenomenal art on Twitter. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And who did the Omega one. And I was like, and they all look like Tamara Morrison, but they also look like the Bad Batch characters. Yeah. It's not that hard, actually. Like, you can tell who they are. Yeah, I'm like, they're the Bad Batch, so they all have, like, distinguishing features that they can still have, but also actually look like Tamara Morrison. And most of the time, they're wearing armor. They're wearing their helmets. Like, it's not that hard to fix it. There's so many issues. Like, I love the Bad Batch. Like, the storyline itself, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy. But there's things that if they don't fix it, it's going to be hard to watch. It's like this episode of Book of Boba Fett. I'm like, I don't want to watch the rest of the show. It's reaching a point where, like, the things that are problematic are just, like, there's too much of it and too little of things that are actually good. There's just so many things that I'm like, there. you could so easily fix this. Just diversify your writer's room. There's no reason why white people should be creating an indigenous story, especially without, like, consultation. Like, the only reason that it's doing 
that it was doing as well as it was for the first two episodes was because of Tem. You can tell that he put like his indigenous culture into the show and it's so like disheartening and I'm like why like can we just have nice things like can you guys just get off your white high horses and just consult people who actually know what they're talking about and know what they're doing and know how to represent themselves in media that's the reason why I'm like terrified for the Ahsoka series for so many reasons but I'm also like I know that there are not going to be enough, if any, people of color in the writing room and there need to yeah. be. Like I like I have issues with Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka, but that does not take away from the fact that she is a black queer woman. They need to they need to yeah. diversify the writer's room for that. And I don't know who's directing it. Dave Filoni's directing it. There should be no reason for that. Yeah, he, no. he should be an executive producer and let somebody else that's the thing I'm like that can be your character and you can have like a big part in her story but like the diversity has to be there or else it's just and it has to be like like, just as much behind the camera as it is on screen that's the (laughs) thing it's all they're always just like oh my god look like representation on screen I'm like okay but it's not written well so yeah so it's it doesn't it does very close to nothing when it's Mm -hmm. like written so poorly that it like takes away from the representation that's mm-hmm. on the screen thinking about like Ahsoka's story in general like Dave Filoni has written like almost all of it right except for my literal favorite and arguably one of the best versions of her character in her own novel written by E.K. Johnston who is a queer woman and <laughs> just I just think that people who know like the life experiences of a character are going to be able to write that better. Love Dave Filoni, like love everything that he has done for Star Wars and for these stories because so many of my favorite characters are from Dave. Uh, There should be no reason why a white man is writing a black hair, like a black woman. Star Wars, I'm like, it is literally not that hard. Also, like one of the things that I love about the representation in the High Republic is the fact that like, it is a fantasy world and it's so great to be able to read stories about like specifically I'm thinking of like out of the shadows being able to read a story about queer women and it's not just like all about them facing homophobia I'm like yeah. I know those things are important to address but like in like Star Wars is a form of escapism for a lot right. of people myself included so I'm like I just want to be able to read about like queer people and being happy <laughs> be traumatized because they're queer like yeah. that's like that's my like biggest gripe with so much queer media is that it's so much of it is just like oh look this is look you're experiencing homophobia as if homophobia is the only trauma that queer people go through queer people are just not like a monolith like every queer person is just a person who has individual struggles and that's why out of the shadows was so great that's why I really love like the higher public adventures because zine is Okay, I guess we could say she's queer now, canonically, because High Republic Adventures 12, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> um, but, she, like, she is queer, and her, like, her and Lula are literally girlfriends. And her story is not about facing, like, she never faces homophobia, but she has a very queer story. Mm-hmm. Like, she faces discrimination and oppression from her community for being force-sensitive, and it's very obviously a queer allegory, right? Like it's 
like reading it as a queer person, you're like, wow, I'm really emotional right now because I'm relating to this so much because this is literally life. And, but it's not like, because she's queer, like it's just something you can relate to. And her queerness is like completely separated from that. Thank God. That's the thing is like (laughs) so many times queer people in media, like that's their only character trait is that they're queer and they have no story outside of it. And also all the things associated with that are like, it's just them being queer and facing like homophobia and oppression. And I'm like, okay, why don't they have a character outside of that? And that's why Zine and Lula are so great because it's like, they only just now like are canonically, like we know now that they're canonically queer, but they've already been amazing characters this entire time, just in like their individual like personalities and struggles and strengths and everything. And so it's like, it just like them being queer is just like love to see it, especially in Star Wars. But they're like, it's not like the only thing that their character is. Yeah. And not only that, it's also like no one was like, like in like in universe, no one's like surprised that they're gay. No Mm one's like, they never had to come out. It was just a, I love Lula. You know, I like, I love scene. It was never like, I like a girl, you know? that is just everything to me but that's how yeah like no part of the struggle for either of them was like oh I like someone but like it's someone of the same sex so like mm, I don't know how to it was just like I like someone but they're a Jedi or like I'm a Jedi and I like someone it had nothing to do with like gender or sexuality but it like there's there's still just like natural representation in Star Wars the fantasy genre in general as much as I love it has issues because of like the like very prominent works in the genre have such bad issues that just keep becoming perpetuated because that's like all people read and so it's like especially with representation there's always like that species that is like like some kind of coded that is super oppressed and you're like this feels very wrong Mm -hmm. And the, the High Republic doesn't really do that. Like, I can't think of a scenario in which they do that. Um, that can't be said for all Star Wars. <laughs> uh, the prequels, George Lucas, I have some questions for you about, about your um, separatist characters and the choices that you made for their design yep. or your non-human species. It's, it's disheartening to be such a huge Star Wars fan and to see it happening and be like oh like that's so upsetting but I want to love it so much because I Mm -hmm. think that the overall like themes of Star Wars like the found family aspect the like the this like trauma and like finding balance is so good you know there's so many good themes just how certain like parts of like media in Star Wars go about it not very well. It doesn't do very well. I don't know. I just remember like this when I was first getting into Star Wars and like watching it with one of my friends. I don't remember what we're watching. I think it was the Phantom Menace and not the Nemoidians. Who are the Trade Federation people? Oh, I don't. What's their species name? I don't, I don't know their species. I know Newt Gunray is like the main. Yeah. Whenever name, Newt Gunray and other of their species were on screen, my friend was literally like, I feel like this is racially like targeted. Like I feel like this is racist. And I was like, I'm a white person. And so I like, can't, like I didn't feel that like, like I didn't feel targeted, 
but it made me so upset that like my friend is watching something that we both are trying so hard to enjoy and they're like feeling like this is like racist media like why like we're and every time we think that it's getting better like with this episode of the book of Boba Fett or it just gets bad again this episode in particular is such a letdown because they were doing so well like after last week's episode I was like finally Star Wars is representing the Tuscans in a way that isn't harmful and like they're getting to be that that was the big thing it's like they're getting to have their own characters and it really seemed like they were gonna get to like really become individualized characters and not just like oh they're part of the Tuscans as a whole but like individual Tuscans were getting screen time and like personality and character and like simultaneously getting development along with Boba and then this episode and they literally just like undid all of it and got rid of them all and I'm like I just I'm like literally why like I don't understand like I'm sure the story direction they're going in will become more clear but I'm like there's literally no way to play this out where it was necessary for you to do that like it like the story would have been better if this hadn't happened aside from just the fact that I'm like you literally just killed all of them for nothing and it it just was so like blatantly bad it was so Boba walks up sees this entire village of Tuscans burnt to a crisp and I was just like wow they just murdered a group of indigenous people like, and it's stated in the show that these are indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not good. <laughs> it's just so, like, upsetting. I don't even know. Also, the fact that, that it happened off screen. Yeah. Like, these characters that we were starting to really love and care about and, like, love their relationships to Boba. And then all we get is him walking up and finding them all dead. I was like, and what? I'm sure, like... We didn't see the little Tuscan child, thank God, because I would have become the actual Joker and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also didn't see the Tuscan who had like the, the the like black cloth over their head, the one who I'm in love with, <laughs> the one who I'm literally in love with, who jumped off the speeder onto the train. Obsessed. I wish these. <laughs> I wish they had names. That's yeah. That's another big thing. I'm like. Which I thought we were going to get to. Yeah. After the second episode, I was like, oh, this was great. And I hope they do like this, this, and this next. Now all is not going to happen because they just killed them all for for nothing. Yeah. Literally for no reason. Literally just like to give Boba motivation that he already had and didn't need. Exactly. Like he was already talking to the Pikes. What was the reason? There's no reason for a revenge quest now. And that's not, I don't know a lot about Mandalorians and stuff, but I don't even think that Boba like considers himself a Mandalorian. And this idea of like honoring, like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to go in some route of being like, oh, I'm honoring like my family, you know, because, because he wanted to like honor his father and like by taking back his armor, you know, in the Mandalorian and I feel like because he was kind of like adopted into this like Tuscan tribe by these people, he like considers them family and is now going on a revenge quest in order to avenge his family. Like, 
And through that, maybe they're going to do some like, oh, look, I'm a Mandalorian now. Could you not have gotten to a point like that some other way that didn't involve killing the Tuscans? Um, I feel like it was already going in a direction where they could have finished whatever happens in the show. Like, I know when the show is going to end, if I continue watching the show, I know that I'm going to look back and be like, so there was still no reason for killing the Tuscans. Exactly. There like, was no- whatever plot purpose it ends up serving is never going to be, like, it's never going to be something that they couldn't have accomplished and kept them alive and had them be major characters like they were setting them up to be. Like, whatever character arc Boba is taking in this show, which we're still sort of, like, learning because we're only three episodes in, like, could have been accomplished without killing them. It right. just was, like, an unnecessary addition to like his motivations and his character and it's just like it didn't there was no need there was literally no reason and like like I was saying earlier like with the the little Tuscan guy and the warrior who I'm in love with because we didn't see them I feel like they might come back and they were like oh we escaped and blah 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 okay and then people are gonna be like oh we'll see like they needed a reason to be on the run and blah 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 something like that and I'm gonna be like okay <laughs> could they not have just could the pikes have just not like attacked the village because that happened that already happened like right in episode two when before the train thing the pikes had literally attacked the tuscans and a few of them did die unfortunately but not all of them they weren't all brutally massacred and i'm like could they just not have attacked them and then and then they all fled no, we had to literally see like their dead bodies and then like Boba literally burning them on a pyre. That scene where he finds them and then immediately cut to like a fight scene. I was like, okay, pause. It was <laughs> so okay. It was so just like blatantly fridging. Like that is mm. exactly what that was because they they killed these indigenous people and then made it not about them. They never once took the time to be like, oh, look, this is about the Tuscans actually getting killed. Not about Boba. It's a, but they made it about Boba's like plot line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. This is not, this is not what, what should be happening here. We should be focusing on the fact that all these Tuscans just literally died for no reason. No, not I'm like literally that- an entire village of indigenous people just got killed. And you're going to bring in Black Chrysanthemum to go yeah. beat up Boba Fett while he's in his underwear? And then it's like, oh, look at him. He's sad because all these people got killed. I'm like, yeah, all those people got killed. Yeah. Like that, 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 why are we not addressing that? Exactly. It was just so like, and I love Black Chrysanthemum. I wish like I could have enjoyed that fight scene, mm-hmm. but I was so upset. <laughs> I was just like, this is, and it wasn't even like, I wasn't even like, sad like I like obviously I was sad but it was more of just like a such uncomfortable shock yeah and and I I feel the worst part is is I feel like that's what they were going for which is so problematic why would you kill an indigenous tribe that you just started to build and who has already been so horribly represented throughout this entire franchise for the past what 40 years and you're just gonna kill them for shock factor you're they were finally starting to like 
change the narrative that they've been telling with the Tuscans for so long in Star Wars. Like, this is not a recent issue. It's been an issue literally from the very first movie. They were finally, it seemed like, doing something different that was working. And then they just, like, threw that all away. And just for some extra character development for Boba, who didn't even need it. And this, like, this whole thing has just been, like, not even like a wake up call because I knew like I know that Star Wars has issues mm-hmm. and this keeps happening you know and so it's like I'm, I'm I see the joke all the time like oh no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans and I've always been like oh well I don't fall into that because I love all Star Wars media no I don't not anymore like <laughs> the fact and I think it's really important to be able to be critical of things that you love but it's to the point now where I'm just so mad that I'm like, I don't even, I can't even enjoy it. I cannot even enjoy it. That's the thing. It's like, I couldn't even like go through and pick out like, oh, I liked these parts of the episode right. because it was just so blatant that it like overshadowed anything else that might've been positive in the episode. Exactly. And even like the things that when I was like trying to think of what I was going to talk about today, I was like, well what did I even like? Like, was there a single part that I liked? No, like really not. Like I love Fennec Shand. She's cool. That's it. It's really like, and I love Boba Fett and I love, love, love Tamara Morrison. And I am so sorry. Like, I feel so bad for not wanting to watch the rest of the show because I want to support him and Ming-Na Wen because this is such an awesome role for like these actors to have to have like two actors of color who are in their like who are middle-aged playing superheroes basically that's super wicked but it's the story the writing it's lazy it's lazy writing and yeah I'm not was not happy about it but it makes me like worried for more future Star Wars projects like Andor I'm so worried about Andor. I wasn't worried about it at all until this episode. (laughs) Especially because I'm like, okay, I watched The Rise of Skywalker when they literally just like threw a like Spice Runner background on Poe Dameron. Like that is my biggest fear. Yeah. And they would. Like they literally would. There's no doubt. they did it again. Right. Like literally right after The Rise of Skywalker came out. The Clone Wars season seven comes out and they did it again with Trace and Rafa. That's what so, I'm like. We're finally having shows that don't just have like white male leads, but you have to like match that with the writing. Like right. you can't just be like, oh, look, we have a more diverse cast. So like we're doing what we need to be doing in terms of representation. Like it goes, it like the actual quality of the representation has to be good. It can't just right. like exist and then have no thought put into how you're actually portraying people. Yeah. Representation does literally nothing if it's bad. Like if it's if it's bad representation, that's worse than like like I love to be able to watch a Star War and see people of color and see gay characters, which I mean, we really haven't, but like <laughs> Shout out to those lesbians at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, I guess. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 awesome to be like, whoa, like, like Finn is such an awesome character, and I love him so much. Um, hate what they did to his character, but 
you know, like he just definitely deserved better. But in The Force Awakens, The Force Awakens is one of my favorite Star Wars, like pieces of media. Such a controversial opinion. I guess that's my controversial opinion of the week, but I, I actually fully agree with that one. It's like, so good. It's just good. And it's, and it was before like the Spice Runner Poe Dameron thing, and before they just sidelined Finn's character to focus on a literal fascist. Like, <laughs> that's when, like, when people are like, Kylo Ren is like the best character of the sequel trilogy, like, he's not even developed. And I'm like, okay, you think that because he got the most time and energy yeah. and detail put into his character arc, but he's literally just a white man. He who just he is who is a murderer. A white man. <laughs> and like I'm I haven't read like a lot of stuff that happens during the sequel era. Just not there yet in the canon run, but it's like I'm sure that there's more to his character. But on the screen, which is what most Star Wars fans are watching, I I don't see anything. I see an angry white man. And I already see that in my actual life. I don't need to see that <laughs> in my Star Wars. I don't. I'm, I'm just tired of it. I want to see, I want to see people of color having a great time. I want to see women kissing women and men kissing men. And I want to see gender non-conforming people just living it up and you know, being badasses. I, that's what I want to see. And I don't even mind like characters going through trauma because it is a war. It's literally Star Mm -hmm. Wars. But can we not like just disproportionately hurt characters who are already hurt in real life? Like, I don't need to see like a young queer person, like, you know, going through it. Like even Rey, she's so awesome in The Force Awakens, right? And she's so great. But then this whole thing with the dyad and with Kylo Ren and seeing like how she gets treated by Kylo Ren, like I hate the fact that they made them love interests. I just think that Rey was so mistreated by Kylo Ren because he's literally a villain and a fascist and watching that is difficult and I don't need it. Like, you know? more the best thing the best parts of star wars in my opinion like the best written pieces of media in star wars are written by women i'm like star wars i'm literally so close to just being like i i only read books and comics that come out of star wars and like not watch any shows or movies because they're just like there's a lot more diversity in the authors that are writing them you know and like artists and everything and you can tell like specifically I'm thinking about like E.K. Johnston because everything that she writes is amazing and I'm obsessed with it and like the Ahsoka novel in particular I'm like there's just like good representation in that book just so we yeah I'm like we know it can be done in Star Wars like it has been proven again and again by these authors put it on screen because the screen like the visual media is what more people are consuming so it's more like arguably more important to have the representation there because more people will see it and feel represented by it like not everyone is reading the books and comics but pretty much everyone is watching the movies and shows that are fans so it's like translate it from written content to movies and shows and it's really not that difficult (laughs) like it's it's any one of these books especially by like the luminous team could be 
adapted into a movie. And not that I necessarily want that in particular, but like, look at this team of authors, get some screenwriters who are like that, you know, even consult the people who are writing these Star Wars books and be like, hey, do you want to like help out here? Like, do you want to help out with our story and our representation? And it's like Disney right now, time for me to slander Disney for a minute because Disney right now is like, we are going to be inclusive and we're like, we're hiring all these inclusivity, like diversity directors or whatever. Okay, where? Like, where is it in Star Wars? Because things like Encanto, so good. Things like like Raya and even like even Marvel is doing a good job right now. It's not the best, but it is better than literally any visual Star Wars media. I like the Star Wars fandom. So many people in the Star Wars fandom are just so toxic and like there's so much homophobia, racism, you name it, it's there. But I'm like, okay, it, it's literally Disney. Like, who cares? if some stupid like if you put like gay people in a star wars movie and some stupid homophobes are like well i'm not watching star wars anymore okay it's owned by disney you don't need them like i promise y'all like star wars and disney and lucasfilm are gonna be okay they're They're gonna gonna be be fine (laughs) disney you will be okay actually (laughs) if you hire some some diverse writers Literally 80,000 people per day are going into your parks in the middle of a pandemic. You'll be fine. The line for Rise of Resistance has not been under 120 minutes long for the past month. Just do it. Like, just hire. That's the thing. I'm like, there is no shortage of talented screenwriters who are not white people. Like they're, I promise you they're out there. They're not that hard to find. Yeah. They just have to like put in an ounce of effort to actually hire those people. Again, with like the book of Boba Fett, this last episode had those like biker gang guys, whatever. The girl is cool. You know, she's also an amputee. She also has a metal arm, but the actor doesn't. While I do love, this is kind of the same thing I have with like Bucky from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's really awesome to see like disabled representation. But there are there is not a shortage of disabled actors. Newsflash, there are really talented actors who have less than four limbs. It's not that hard to hire them and put them in the stars, especially in Star Wars. Like it is Star Wars is such a good place to have rep- disabled representation and it's just not there. Like, it's just not. I'm like, you guys, it's literally Star Wars. There are every other character has some kind of animatronic limb. Why are you hiring able-bodied people to play these roles? Oh my God, we're talking about the Bad Batch. We're talking about the Bad Batch. Echo is the bane of my existence. (laughs) I can't stand what they've done with his character. It is so awful and so ableist. And I was so excited to have Echo. When Echo was in season seven of The Clone Wars, I was, I loved him before and I love him even more now. And then they were like, oh my God, we're making a Bad Bat show. And I was like, shut up. We're literally going to have a character who has one like full, like fleshy limb. Like he is 
you're a triple amputee and he's gonna be the main character of the show and then they sidelined his character made ableist jokes about him the entire time and as a disabled person that is so disheartening and uncomfortable to watch the first episode they literally were like oh you're more machine than man and I sat there and I'm watching with my friend and I looked at her and I'm like are you uncomfortable? Because I'm uncomfortable. Star Wars needs to get away from that, actually. Like, really badly. They've done it multiple times, and I'm over it. I'm over it. They're just, yeah, it's like, you have to acknowledge the fact that you're portraying disabled people, because they're portraying it as if they're like, oh, it's a person with, like, a robot arm, and I'm like, it's not that, though, especially with Echo, because he has gone through such a traumatic experience, and now you're portraying a disabled person in such a harmful way like like it's it's just it's just bad like it literally is just so it's just like it's like a joke at this point like everything is just like these like one-liners about echo and i'm like okay but they've done nothing to develop his actual character and he had a character before this like he already existed they don't need to like create the character they just need to like give him something to do other than sit there and have jokes made about him I don't I think someone pointed this out on TikTok and I don't remember who I'm so sorry but the way that they literally made that comment about being more machine than man and that's like you know who else is portrayed like that Darth Vader why are we comparing Darth Vader literally committed genocide and just is a horrible villain to Echo who went through a ridiculous amount of trauma and is just trying his best to be alive. It has consequences. It makes disabled people uncomfortable. Horrible representation is so intersectional, especially in the Bad Badge. There's just so many things that they need to fix (laughs) to make it better. And like the storyline is so good. That's why I'm so disappointed is because I love Omega. I hope she's trans. Like I hope they are bring that up. I, I think that would just be really great. That's the thing, like, it all just comes back to this issue of, like, hire people in the writing room that match who you're portraying on screen, because it's, like, if you want to have a disabled character, that is great, that is awesome, you totally should do that, but, like, hire disabled writers to write for that character and, like, to write, like, lines about that character that aren't just, like, harmful ableist jokes. I Like, again, it's, like, those people exist, like, you don't even have to look that hard to find them especially because it's literally star wars if they were just like yeah we want like disabled people to come write for the bad batch because we have a disabled character it's literally star wars and it's disney and lucasfilm like you will have no trouble finding people to work for you if you just put in that little bit of effort to go to find them to reach out and be like this is what we're looking for because we want to have good representation in our shows like look at hawkeye and um Maya, right? Is that her name? Yes. Wonderful. An actress who is both native and also an amputee, which I don't think that Echo is her character in the comics, was not an amputee in the comics. They just added that in. Like, are you kidding? That's so awesome. I just, I was just, I saw that and I saw her fighting and I was like, I, I'm happy. I'm having a really good time. That's, yeah, I'm like, I literally like, the MCU has also had so many problems with representation in the past, but you can like see they're actually doing something about it now. Like you can see the improvements being made and it's like, yeah, there's always more to be done, you know, like it can always get better, but it's like, you have to actually start 
first and Star Wars is just making like little to no effort to even like attempt to have good representation for anyone it it literally is just disheartening because it's like I want to enjoy Star Wars and like I do enjoy Star Wars I love it so much and there are so many parts of it that I like and that I really like identify with but then stuff like you know this most recent episode happens and stuff like we see in the Bad Batch happens and I'm just like why do I even keep up with this franchise sometimes I don't even know like there's no way I'm gonna like take another night to stay up until midnight to watch the book of Boba Fett I'll be staying up um till midnight anyways to read the High Republic comics uh but yeah as soon as I'm done reading those I'm gonna tweet about it and then go to bed that's it's just like so jarring going from like I mean because like the other night we had so many amazing comics that came out with such good representation yeah. And then right after that, I watched the, and I was feeling so great. And then I watched Book of Boba Fett and I was like, now I feel terrible. I right. should just stick to the books and the comics. Cause like, How it's just better. From lesbians and the conversation between Elzar Mann and Luke Skywalker. And then we go to the Book of Boba Fett and I was like, wow, I should have gone to bed. <laughs> I should have just slept. I should have just like yeah. taken the win and like not dealt with this. I should have gone to bed and then woken up in the morning to see all of my friends who know how to think critically about media say this episode was really bad and then just not watched it. That's another thing. It's just so many people like talking about Star Wars and like Book of Boba Fett in particular right now. I'm like, did you like, sometimes I'm convinced that I watch something different than people. Like literally, especially right now, like I've seen so many people complaining about how like the look of like the um biker games like speeders and everything like that and I'm like okay yeah you can dislike that aesthetic choice like it wasn't my favorite thing either but like like that's the fact that that's your only problem I'm like hello yeah are we just not gonna address how the entire village of Tuscans just got murdered brutally and off screen and then like moved on like nothing happened in other like this was like a very like blatant problematic example of just issues within Star Wars in general but I'm like in other Star Wars media like there are problematic things pretty much everywhere but like you can set like you can think watch them and be like okay this was bad and I liked this part like it can you can it's an it's all just comes back to like thinking critically I'm like you have to be able to recognize that like these problems do exist within Star Wars and within just like media in general right and be willing to like acknowledge them and not just like pretend they're not there because it's a franchise that you like like it sucks to see this stuff in Star Wars and I wish it was not there because I love Star Wars but I can still like Star Wars and not just act like none of this happened even like the things that like you think are doing really well you can also be critical of it you know it's like I feel like there's a part of the Star Wars fandom that is I feel like this is actually just a fandom thing in general where there will be people who are like something comes out and it's really really good and you find problems with it but you're too afraid to speak out because everyone else is like wow this was really good let's not do that let's not do that because like I don't know like the our fallen star episode was last week and there were things that I enjoyed about the fallen star sure you know I didn't really like the book though but I loved the series And I think that it's important to be like, hey, there are some issues and those need to be addressed because if we're just going to like leave it be and let this slide without saying like, hey, this was wrong 
and this was bad representation, it's just going to keep happening. You know, I look at like, maybe they won't fix the bad batches whitewashing. Maybe they won't. But the fact that there's a petition out there, there are multiple petitions out there with thousands of signatures on them. That has to do something, you know, at least we're raising the issue. And at least we're saying like, hey, this exists. This is making people uncomfortable in offending people. And that's not okay. At least more people know about that, you know, because I think about like people who who don't who are not educated about critical media literacy. And like it wasn't even like even me, like I think that I am very critical about media, but I wasn't up until a few years ago, you know? So it's like, like literally until I got to college, really, like I was in, I, and learned about what the definition of critical media literacy is. I wish I would just watch something and be like, yeah, that was good. That made me uncomfortable a little bit, but it was fine. But now it's like, no, it's important to call this stuff out because it's like, you guys see this is happening. You're not doing anything about it. And you're just continuing to consume it that's a problem. You can consume Star Wars content all you want. I do it. I literally have spent thousands and thousands of dollars on Star Wars, which is so embarrassing to admit, but like I go to Disneyland all the time. (laughs) And the last time I was in Galaxy's Edge, I spent my entire paycheck. That's disgusting, but I did have that it's relevant because I love Star Wars and I love like the things about it and I my desk right now is just full of Star Wars shit and that's fine because I'm also on this podcast saying hey guys this was wrong and we need to take the steps to fix it that's really what people should be doing like sometimes I do feel bad I should I'm like I shouldn't be consuming Star Wars content because there are you know bad things about it but then I also look at like the steps people are trying to take to fix it. The Luminous authors for the High Republic series are doing so well and taking such great steps to fix it. And when things happen that maybe are not the greatest, the authors will come out and acknowledge it. That was something that happened last week on Twitter. was so happy. Um, And, you know, it's just like people acknowledging that oh, this was a mistake and this caused harm and I'm going to fix it. And like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make this right. We need more of that in Star Wars and not just from the people creating it, but also from the fans. Like we need to be acknowledging all the stuff that's happening because it's going to keep happening if we don't. So yeah, I hope that all these petitions and I hope that the Unwhitewashed the Bad Batch Project, which everyone should go follow on Twitter and on other social media platforms is like going to do something, you know, like I do hope and I will continue to talk about it and I'll continue to be like, hey, can we please fix this? Because sure, I might be a white person and this isn't directly affecting me. Like it's not like offending like me personally because I'm not white, but it's hurting my friends and that's not okay. And I'm going to make sure that I don't contribute to just this stand standby effect and like let it happen. You know, I'm just like we need more of that, you know, we need more of these people talking, just talking about it. Anyways, 
blackout Star Wars Eclipse, actually, though, like that's something that I'm just like, no, I'm not even going to attempt. I'm just, yeah. I, Star Wars Eclipse was such a slap in the face. I, I cried. And I was like, I, because I was so hyped. I was like, wow, that's so cool. A High Republic, like High Republic game, video game. And then I was like, oh, homophobes are making this. <laughs> Never mind. That's, it's like, it's such a slap in the face, too, because it's like finally a part of Star Wars where I just, like it feels good to read new higher public stories and like see what these authors are putting out because I'm like I just feel really like represented like not even just like oh there are queer people here and like I'm queer so it means so much to me to see that but also just like the pe- like the characters are just like relatable like they feel like real people they have real struggles that are very relevant to like the real world although it is fantasy like it's it's Star Wars it's fantasy but it can still be relevant, but it can also be a form of escapism. Like it can be all those things in one. And I think the higher public has done a great job of that to have to like see it put into the hands of people who don't care about those ideals at all and know that it's just gonna like be the worst. Like it really does hurt. And I'm just like, I feel bad for like everyone who has worked so hard on the higher public to have to see their work just sort of be like disrespected almost by the choice to let Quantic Dream make this game. And to think also like the amount of people who play video games who are Star Wars fans, so many people are going to play this game. They're going to be like, oh, the High Republic is a cool phase. Like this is really cool. Um, If the game is good, it could just be horrible. That was tea. Um, Anyways, I think that I think that these people are going to play this game and be like, wow, High Republic was really cool. And then that's what it's going to be known for when there's literally so much great content that comes from it. Yeah, no, I'm the way that I am as a fan and frustrated cannot imagine how the people who took three has taken three years of their lives to create this feel. Yeah, it's just like I hate to see all of that be over and like I know for the people that like actually care about the higher public and like are fans of it like us and everyone else who have read these books and appreciate them for what they are are gonna still like love them and not support this game but just like it's gonna reach so many more people who like don't have that perspective and who literally just like do not care about the representation at all like you said like that's what it's gonna become known for and that's what's gonna introduce a wider section of the Star Wars fan base to the High Republic rather than being introduced to it through all these amazing stories that have been coming out for the past year. My only hope at this point for bringing more people into the High Republic via like visual media is the Acolyte series. Again, Amanda Stenberg was cast as the lead. They are a non-binary Black queer person. Um, That's awesome. That is really cool. When when I heard that they got casted, I was so happy. Um, also, just being a big fan of them in general. Let's also make sure that, again, we have writers who reflect the the casting. The head writer is is a queer woman, uh, which is awesome. Hopefully, I'm going to get gay people on this show. I feel like the, just I, like the yeah. vibe of like even the word acolyte is very... I saw the I saw the like art for that like that title art and I was like oh this is gonna be a gay show anyways so besides the point <laughs> let's continue with I hope I hope there are more <laughs> I can't yeah I just hope 
you know, we keep saying the same things over and over. I just, it's important to talk about it. The only thing I can yeah. think of right now, because this, this week, particularly just Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, we're just so rough as a Star Wars fan who can think critically about media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just really showed, like, the contrast between, like, when the people behind Star Wars stories are not just a bunch of white people and who like actually take like the time and care to put into their representation and those who don't like getting it back to back like that it's so and it's like it's so obvious you don't even have to like like I don't have to go and look up the creative team of Book of Boba Fett to know that there is not the level of diversity that there should be like I can tell by watching it it's super obvious and like it is that way with pretty much all visual Star Wars content where I can just be like yeah I know that the people telling this story are not reflective of the people that are actually being represented on screen like it's you can just tell yeah like I think that that like Star Wars and just like media in general needs to realize that that like it's obvious to a viewer when you don't actually take the time and put in the effort to make to like have good representation like it comes across poorly and anyone watching it with who like is taking any time at all to to think about it like can see it I just hope that like I just think I'm thinking again about Kylo Ren and the implications of that character and I get that people like Kylo Ren I don't think he's necessarily like a horrible character at all like I get why a lot of people like him I don't Anyways, I think that his character, the decision, the decision to focus on him was just such an awful decision. I just can't imagine like going in to write like this, this sequel series and being like, yeah, let's focus on this angry white man. And for what? The Force Awakens is one of the highest rated Star Wars movies because The Force Awakens was really good. And there's a reason why... The Rise of Skywalker is one of the least favorite movies. And I'm not a sequel hater, like, at all. Like, I genuinely think that there are some good storylines in there. And I think that, like, cinematography and, like, the acting in it is actually really good. It's just the writing and the decisions to sideline certain characters for certain reasons that, you know, like, why? What was the reason? The the sidelining of Rose in The Rise of Skywalker always just pisses me off because she's such a good character. And in The Last Jedi, which is not my least favorite Star Wars movie in the slightest, I actually really enjoy The Last Jedi. It just is extremely frustrating. And I think that the relationship between Rose and Finn was so important to Star Wars in general. Like he was about to leave. He was about to leave the resistance. And she, you know, some mechanic, like she wasn't in charge of anything, just was like, you can't leave because this is important. Because this is important. What a moment. Are you kidding? I was so like taken aback by that. And the first time watching it, I was like, wow, like this is, this is what we need more of, you know, these, these stories about people who are not Jedi and who are not, you know, the most powerful people. This is what I'm interested in. Because that reflects the society we live in. Because most people in our society, I don't know, I've never met an actual Jedi in real life. 
I've never met someone who could move things with their mind. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just don't think that, I think Star Wars needs to stray away from this idea that, oh, let's, let's look at these characters. Let's focus on these characters who are fascists and really bad and also redeem them. I know we've talked about Kylo Ren in redemption and villainy in Star Wars because it's bad. It's literally bad. Anyway, that's it's like I don't know what it is about Star Wars where they feel like they have to redeem every single villain. I'm like, you don't. Like it literally like redemption arcs can be interesting if done well, but it's the way that like almost every piece of Star Wars media has some sort of villain redemption arc and majority of them are not good I'm like you don't need that for the story to be interesting and like it just takes away from it when it's not done well like literally I'm thinking of the sequels like again like I'm also like I really enjoyed the sequels like but like Rise of Skywalker was not my favorite and a big part of that is because first of all they tried to like have this relationship between Rey and Kylo and I was like okay literally the first scene we really see them in together he's like actively torturing her and now you want me to believe that they're in love that, that I they're don't kissing? yeah what? I don't think so actually <laughs> that was actually my joker in a bad way um I turned to the dark side when when Kylo Ren kissed Ray Skywalker anyways I think that it's also like I'm I'm literally just now thinking of this because I'm in an angry mindset <laughs> A major- I don't want to say a majority, but a lot of the more well-known redemption arcs or redeeming moments slash moments of atonement in Star Wars are all for white men. So what's that about? Because I know some really awesome female characters who are kind of villains and who would be way better off getting redeemed than some white fascist like Anakin and Kylo Ren and I don't want to say it because he shouldn't actually be a white man. He should be a a brown person, but crosshair, what like he's getting redeemed. Like we already know the it will be my it will be my villain origin story if he gets redeemed. The implications of it go so beyond anything that like can be just said in an hour-long podcast. It's just so bad. <laughs> I'm just Wow, maybe I don't like Star Wars. I'm just like the message of Star Wars. This is another thing when people are like, oh my God, like stop trying to make everything political. I'm like, first of all, like basic human rights aren't politics actually, but also Star Wars is political and it is about like real world problems. Like from the very beginning, it has been. So when you tell these stories, like even though it's in a fantasy world, they have real world implications because that's just what Star Wars has been since the very beginning. And so when you have characters like Crosshair, like they're not just villains, they're actively supporting fascism, like a fascist government. And then you're just going to redeem, quote unquote, redeem them. Like Mm -hmm. all these, like Kylo Ren, you know, Crosshair is going to be the same way. Like they don't, they don't actually change. They just are like, I'm good now. I'm like, okay, no, you're not though. Like, and all these terrible things you've done, like, just don't get addressed. They're just like, well, they did bad things, but whatever. Like, they're fine now. They decided to be better. I'm like, it does not work like that. I just can't do it. (laughs) Many things wrong with Crosshair's character. They're so, like, it's almost to the, like, I still think that they can fix the show. That's, that's my toxic trait, actually, is, is thinking that they can fix the bad path. 
maybe Star Wars is not great, but there are things that about it that are, you know, like there are like there's so many themes in Star Wars that so many people can relate to and so many people like can take comfort in. And like you were saying, you know, like Star Wars is inherently political. It's about war, which you cannot have war and not also have politics. And just because they're space politics, just because they are, you know, taking place in the Galactic Republic or like the Empire or something like that, it doesn't mean that they don't reflect what goes on in our world. The idea, the reason we have fantasy and science fiction is to create social and political commentary in a world that only reflects our own because it gives you more room to be more critical. The reason we the reason that Star Wars is taking place in this universe is so we can see these things happening, relate them back to our real world and say, "Whoa, look at that." And we need to fix that in our world. Every time I talk about Star Wars like and the problems with it, I literally am just like, "Do I even like this franchise?" <laughs> like I literally don't like I'm like, "Yeah." But also there's just like it just gets worse and worse every time things like this happen because it is so repetitive and like it's just so tiring like to have to deal with the same things over and over again and not see any real steps being made to actually change things and like actually improve the representation that we're getting and like the writing and just everything. It's so exhausting. It really is. It's so exhausting. (laughs) Just whatever stand the higher public literally yeah that's the thesis of this podcast if you couldn't tell um just stand the higher public (laughs) and ek johnston and the dr afrocomics star wars positivity checkpoint shout out to darth chaco love you chaco for those um star wars positivity checkpoints something i really like about star wars i really like the higher public (laughs) something else i like about star wars I really like Padme Amidala um, and Harris and Dula. I love Rebels, yeah. I love when there are just powerful women in Star Wars, just yeah. being iconic. So true. I love I love Ahsoka Tano. My new favorite girl boss from the High Republic, of course, is Sabata. So true. <laughs> she is so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Midnight Horizon comes out February 1st. And if you want really great Star Wars media, read Midnight Horizon. It's actually the best book I've ever read. So this is our official plug. um, Yeah. To go pre-order Midnight Horizon. Um, Yeah. Even if you haven't read the other Star Wars or the other High Republic books, whatever. Still read it. It's just a good book. Like it literally is just good. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Once again, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode.